Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Thursday, October 14th, 2021. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, BTC, $58,133.35, up 3.30%. At number two, Ethereum, $3,639.99, up 3.72%. Finance coin number three, $468.07, up 0.76%. Cardano at number four, $2.17, up 1.61%. Tether at number five, 99 cents. XRP, number six, $1.13, up 1.32%. Solana, number seven, $148.93, down 0.41%. Polkadot at number eight, $42.19, up 20.07% crazy number nine usd coin 99 cents and last number 10 dogecoin 23 cents at 3.15 percent up take a look at the crypto fear and greed index uh extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried that could be a buying opportunity and when investors are getting too greedy that means the market is due for correction so today we got greed at 70 yesterday was greed at 70 last week was extreme greed at 76 and last month was fear at 30. So let's take a look at our five articles today. Article number one is Mark Cuban picks these two cryptocurrencies for the most upside. Article two, Solana's breakpoint event is sold out. Analysts suggest sole entry point. Number three, Ethereum user pays $430,000 in transaction fees for a failed payment. Article four, more than 900,000 people signed up for Coinbase's NFT platform waitlist, and it's only day one. And the main topic for today is, this is the true scale of China's Bitcoin exodus. So before we get into the articles, just want to say thank you so much for everyone that's been supporting me throughout the whole few weeks. Um, I've been looking at the analytics, and I've seen people listening to the podcast, either on Apple, Spotify, or Google. Uh, I've been getting a lot of people on the iOS devices, but if you do have Android, you can check me out on Google Podcast and Spotify. If you're in the YouTube space, uh, if you like watching the videos, check me out at Dave's Daily Crypto Take, and please like, share, and subscribe. It does help me out greatly. So again, thank you so much for all your support. Let's get into it. Number one, Mark Cuban picks these two cryptocurrencies for the most upside. One of the most vocal bulls of Dogecoin in 2021 has been Mark Cuban. The Dallas Mavericks began accepting Bit, uh, Dogecoin as a form of payment for tickets and merch earlier this year. But Doge might not be Cuban's favorite cryptocurrency anymore. So what happened? Cuban chose two cryptocurrencies as his favorite investments in the space. As an investment, I think Ethereum has the most upside, Cuban told CNBC. He has been bullish on Ethereum in many conversations throughout 2021. Smart contracts on the Ethereum blockchain really changed everything for crypto, Cuban said on the Delphi podcast in April. I wish I had bought sooner, Cuban said of Ethereum. I think it's the closest we have to a true currency. Cuban said Bitcoin is better gold than gold, but wouldn't go as far as recommending BTC over ETH. Cuban likes the fact that there is scarcity with Bitcoin due to its limited amount in existence. Dogecoin is recommended by Cuban as the top cryptocurrency to lean the space and the community involvement. 
Dogecoin is a top 10 cryptocurrency by market cap, and Cuban C is the influence from community and supporters as part of the reason, calling an investment in Dogecoin fun. It's a medium that can be used for an acquisition of goods and services. The community for Doge is the strongest when it comes to using it as a medium of exchange. So why is it important? Cuban is a leading voice in the cryptocurrency space with a handful of investments in coins, non-fungible tokens, and companies in the space. Cuban revealed in August he owned $494 worth of Dogecoin, representing around 1,470 Doge. He added that to this position since it was revealed. The Mavericks accepting Dogecoin led to the strong sales of merchandise and interest in the team form the community. Other professional sports teams started running promotions around the cryptocurrency and exploring ways to accept crypto payments. The Mavericks owner bet $1 million on either Bitcoin or Ethereum, outperforming the S&P 500 over the next 10 years. So the price action, ETH trades at $3,569 at the time of writing, and BTC trades at $57,113. Doge trades at $0.23. Cents. So what do you guys think about Mark Cuban? He picks these two cryptocurrencies for the most upside. Comment down below and let me know what you think and if you agree with them. All right. Article two. Solana's breakout point. Uh, breakpoint event is sold out. Analysts suggest SOL entry point. Prominent uh, crypto trading analyst Serbo has offered his latest tech analysis for Solana, Sol, giving traders at an entry point based on his research and targets on the charts. Indeed, uh, Cerebral BTC earlier indicated that after realigning the descending treadline with the Solana high lows, which became more apparent over the past three to four days, a breakout with a confirmation above the line might drive SOL to the $180 target. The renowned crypto trader then provided his latest sole update following the breakout and breakthrough, identifying the next entry point at $134. Still, he confirmed he intends to accumulate more when the price dips, pointing out that there is not a lot of solid support between $82 and $120. So Serbo update. After the breakout, I was expecting the price to hit my $180 target but as usual, it missed it by two cents. Current entry is $134, buying more at the dips though. Ain't so much strong support between 82 and 120, but let's accumulate. He tweets, I repositioned the descending treadline in line with the HLs as we made it more clear in the past three to four days. We have a breakout with a confirmation over the line. Will this take us to my $180 target? It has to be. Uh, well. Well, if you take a look at the charts, Solana Price, the token of the high-performance blockchain focused on the decentralized finance, or DeFi, is currently trading at $146.49, up 3.55% in the last 24 hours and down 5.7% in the previous seven days, with a market capitalization of $44 billion, according to CoinMarketCap.com. In the quickly evolving field of DeFi, the developers of the Solana blockchain say that it is the fastest blockchain in the world and censorship resistant, capable of supporting smart contracts, non-fungible tokens, NFTs, and other platforms. To illustrate, on October 13th, 2021, Solana stated that Chainlink would debut on the Solana mainnet beta in the fourth quarter of 2021. 
Chainlink plans to launch on Solana mainnet beta in Q4. Solana's ecosystem is now home to over 400 active projects and the SOL coin itself processes approximately 1,000 transactions every second. Despite the sheer number of transactions, the average transaction cost is astoundingly low at 0.00025. Solana breakout point uh, conference. What's more, Solana announced that its breakpoint event in Lisbon from November 7 to 10, 2021 is sold out. In fact, tickets for the three-day conference pass and closing party were going from $1,000, which gives guests access to three conference venues for three days. Breakpoint, the Solana Foundation's inaugural conference, will bring together industry leaders, developers, and innovators from all around the world. So there you guys have it. What do you think about Solana's Breakpoint event? Is it sold out? Analysts suggest sole entry point. Comment down below and let me know if you hold any Solana tokens. All right, let's keep on going. Article number three. Ethereum user pays $430,000 in transaction fees for a failed payment. Two points in this article. Number one, an Ethereum user trying to get into the Strips MISO token sale spent $430,000 in fees for a failed transaction. They also spent $105,000 to cancel a second transaction after the first one failed. You've got to watch those darn Ethereum fees. Just weeks after Devers fee slip up that we saw it pay $23.7 million in a single transaction fee, which was luckily later returned by the miner, another large transaction fee has been spent by accident. And while the $424,000 is paltry compared with Diversify's fee, it's still another massive mistake. It appears the person who spent the fee was trying to take part in a token sale of strips on the MISO launchpad, which is SushiSwap's uh, newly launched token sale platform. But the token sale was so competitive that it sold out in seconds and in six seconds to be exact, and 14 addresses managed to scoop up all the tokens. During the rapid sale, the participant attempted to use Flashbots to gain an advantage. Flashbots is a communications protocol between Ethereum users and miners that lets them essentially bribe miners to get priority in newly mined blocks, something that can give a big edge in a highly competitive auction. But it appears something went wrong. Flashbots transactions are supposed to be kept private until they are launched and included in a block. But in this case, it looks like the transaction somehow found its way into the public mempool. When normal Ethereum transactions are broadcast to the network, they are first stored in the publicly accessible mempool before making their way into blocks. As a result of the mishap, the transaction was processed by an Ethereum miner and included in a block. Since the token sale sold out too quickly, the transaction failed and the prospective buyer received zero tokens. They still ended up paying the transaction fees, though, which amounted to 123 ETH. This transaction was sent to the mempool. You can see here that the Ether scan saw it in the mempool. Also, we never saw it in the Flashbots relay, tweeted Robert Miller, product manager at Flashbots. If the transaction had been processed through Flashbots normally and not somehow broadcast to the mempool, by design, it would have not gone through if it was going to secure any tokens. <coughs> the same Ethereum user also made a second transaction for the same token sale, used also using Flashbots, presumably having seen the eye-watering cost of the first one. However, they decided to cancel it. 
To do this, they had to submit another transaction to tell the network to cancel the first one, and this transaction cost them 30 ETH, $105,000. All in all, quite an expensive Wednesday. Wow. Ethereum user pays $430,000 in transaction fees for a failed payment. That is crazy. Comment down below and let me know what you think about this article. And let me know what you think about the Ethereum fees, the gas fees, and all these fees just to buy and sell and get all those tokens. All right. Uh, before we get into the round two of the articles, just want to take the time to say thank you to all my subscribers and all my supporters. I've been looking at the analytics and I've seen people in Canada, in America, in the European regions and Asian regions. Thank you so much for all your help. I can't forget about the Africans as well. Thank you so much. I've seen people in South Africa, in Ghana, in also a few places that are interested in cryptocurrency. So again, thank you so much. Um, if you are in the podcast space, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast is where you can catch me, Dave's Daily Crypto Take. And if you're in YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. It does help me out very much. Let's continue. Article four, more than 900,000 people signed up for Coinbase's NFT platform waitlist, and it's only day one. So, so many people tried to sign onto the waiting list for Coinbase's new NFT platform that the traffic broke this site. We are getting a lot of signups, so grateful for all your interest, wrote Coinbase's vice president of product, Sanchin Saxena, on Twitter. We're seeing insane loads on our servers, and our team is working hard to get this resolved. Check back soon. At the time of publication, 930,263 are waiting to join Coinbase's forthcoming NFT marketplace, which is slated to launch in late 2021. Currently, only people older than 18 who reside in the U.S. can join the waitlist through the crypto exchange plans to add more countries in the future. Coinbase's NFT platform will also allow users to mint, display, and discover NFTs. It will also feature self-custody wallets and forego the know-your-customer checks that the platform requires for its brokerage clients. Coinbase is the second exchange this week to announce that it will launch an NFT platform. FTX.us launched the Solana-based NFT platform on Monday. So what do you guys think about this Coinbase NFT platform waitlist? or more than 900,000 people have signed up and are waiting, and it's only day one. Comment down below and let me know if either three things. Number one, you are using Coinbase. Number two, if you are buying NFTs. And number three, if you ever heard of Coinbase or FTX. Comment down below and let me know what you think. All right, let's take a look at our main topic for today. This is the true scale of China's Bitcoin exodus. The total percentage of Bitcoin mining taking place in China has dropped to almost zero following a recent crackdown. It took just over three months for Bitcoin miners to totally disappear from China. New data from researchers at the University of Cambridge revealed the swift impact of Beijing's crackdown on cryptocurrency mining, first announced in May 2021. In what would turn out to be just the opening shot of an across-the-board offensive against cryptocurrency activities in China. 
The figures gathered by the Cambridge Center for Alternative Finance, CCAF, found that by the end of August 2021, the percentage of Bitcoin mining taking place in China had effectively dropped to zero. That is a staggering reversal for a country that, as of late, as September 2019, was believed to be home to 75.53% of global Bitcoin mining operations. Mining is a process essential to the functioning of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin's technical backbone, a decentralized ledger called blockchain, is maintained by a swarm of computers across the planet. These computers or miners be with uh, each other to guess a number that guess gives them the right to append new transactions to the ledger and receive some bitcoins in return. Mining bitcoins requires powerful computers and a lot of electricity. CCAF estimates that as of today, global bitcoin mining uses as much energy annually as the whole of the Philippines. Crazy. A country of 109 million people. China, partly because of its vast supply of cheap energy, had been playing a key role in the sphere since the early 2010s, a fact which had been made cryptocurrency users and developers worry over China's excessive dominance in the sector. China's share of global Bitcoin mining, in fact, had already decreased to 46% by April 2021, months before the government measures were unveiled according to CCAF's previous analysis. But the speech by a high-ranking official on May 21, signaling that repression was on its way, sent Chinese miners scrambling for the exit. Worldwide Bitcoin mining capacity, or hash rate, dropped by 38%. Initial reports told of mining entrepreneurs loading thousands of ASIC mining machines on trucks and relocating almost overnight to neighboring countries such as Kazakhstan or Russia. CCAF's data showed that in July and August, the global hash rate climbed back by 20%, which might indicate that some of these miners successfully managed to restart operations in other countries. Among the winners of the redeployment are the United States, whose share of global mining shot from 16.8% in April 2021 to 35.4% in August. Kazakhstan, which now accounts for 18.1% compared to 8.2% pre-crackdown, and Russia, whose hash rate share rose from 68 to 11%. CCAF suggests that global hash rate might soon fully recover whatever was lost after Beijing's crackdown. An analysis published this week by cryptocurrency mining outfit Luxor Technology says that following a staggering halving in the wake of the ban, global Bitcoin mining scored 103% recovery by the end of the third quarter of 2021, a rally driven mostly by North American miners. It's hard to fathom at this stage which impacts this momentous uh, geographical shift will have on cryptocurrency mining's environmental footprint, which has come under increased scrutiny as Bitcoin inched towards mainstream status. There are hopes that if mining relocates to more regulated and environmentally conscious countries, miners will make Bitcoin greener by turning more extensively to renewable sources. As of 2020, according to a CCAF study, only 39% of the electricity powering Bitcoin mining came from renewable sources. While there are reasons for some optimism when it comes to miners based in North America, miners that are now based in oil and gas-rich countries such as Russia and Kazakhstan are unlikely to spearhead that transition anytime soon. Michelle Roch, 
CCAF Digital Assets Lead says that more research will be needed to assess the environmental implications of the Chinese ban. We can't make any assessment of shifts in Bitcoin's carbon footprint as brought about by changes in countries' hash rate shares, he says. The trajectory is unclear given opposing factors. Also, unclear is whether Chinese miners have all upticks and left. CCF's data are shared voluntarily by mining pools, vast coalitions of miners that put their processing power together in order to reap greater Bitcoin rewards. Mining pools partnering with CCF collect aggregate IP addresses of their members' locations, which are used to create a geographical distribution. While working assumption is that this data constitutes a representative sample of the global Bitcoin mining landscape, it is possible that some activities go undetected. For instance, miners still operating covertly in China. For sure, dealing with cryptocurrencies in China is becoming harder by the day. Last month, Beijing confirmed that cryptocurrency mining was effectively illegal and then proceeded to outlaw all cryptocurrency transactions and all companies providing cryptocurrency trading services to Chinese citizens. The running joke among crypto initiates is that China has banned cryptocurrency multiple times, every time utterly failing. This time, the numbers show that they might have squelched crypto for good. So there you guys have it. What do you think about this article? This is the true scale of China's Bitcoin exodus. Hash rate is completely down to zero. So comment down below and let me know what you think. Do you think China is going to be coming back into the game or do you think it was all smoke and mirrors? Because again, it was all voluntarily given the data. All right, let's take a look at the prices one more time before we head out. At number one, BTC is at $58,127. Ethereum at $3,639. Binance Coin, $467. Cardano, $2.17. Tether, $0.99. XRP, $1.13. Solana, $148.77. Polkadot at $41. USD coin, 99 cents. And last but not least, Dogecoin at 23 cents. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the podcast and YouTube video. Again, catch me on Dave's Daily Crypto Take on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And if you're in YouTube space, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. It does help me out greatly. So until then, I hope you guys have a great crypto day, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.